Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One of the other mentors that I had was an expert in the emotional body. And then I also went to Quantum University in that 12 months as well in Hawaii. It was all online. But the emotional body mentor that I had, he was outstanding. And what I learned in that 12-month process is not what I see in the mirror. This is Mary the body. I had to go beyond the body and understand who am I at my core? Because if at my core I have gifts and talents and values and strengths and whatever, but where does that come from? Like what, what is this body? What's inside? What goes on inside? How do I go beyond what I believe I am? What's up, guys? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershaz, and I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine is about two things. Number one, people are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world. Doing both of these despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews of world-class speakers and business leaders showcasing their origin story. What made them tick? What got them to where they are now? So it can help you step into your greatness within your own life, business, and career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years in entrepreneurship as a CEO to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation and messages, and I'm stoked to have you guys here. We have a really special guest. Uh, I have a friend, uh, Barry Magliardi, who is a mutual friend of ours. And I was on his show about five or six weeks ago. We became uh, BFFs. And uh, he, he was on the cover of your magazine, Authority 5.0. And I was like, I was like, hey, man, what's that all about? And now, now I have to admit, first and foremost, I'm in the, the, the United States. You're in Australia. So we're halfway across the world from each other. But, but uh, it feels like we're right next door. And so I said, Barry, like, what's up with that? I'm like, make an intro for me, man. So he made an intro to Mary. Yeah, no, I did that. I don't know if you know that. So, um, he made the intro, and uh, and that, before I knew it, we were booked for the show, and here we are. So, welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you, Darius. Oh my God, that's so, that's hilarious because Barry's like that. You know, you kind of meet him, and you're like, oh my God, he's my friend for life. Like yeah. that's it. <laughs> I know what you mean. Totally. Yeah. No. No. He's he and I are are kindred spirits in that way. So it's it's good. Any friend of his is a friend of mine. Um, before we do get started, though, I do want to give a little background on you. Do is that cool? Yeah. Cool. So guys, Mary Henderson, she's an entrepreneur and she's a coach specializing in personal branding and she's a personal branding expert and she's the founder and CEO of Authority 5.0. And what it does is a magazine representing authorities in all walks of life. Uh, I think she had mentioned to me earlier that last week the episode had 100,000 views. So congratulations on the success. I know it's a new magazine and sounds like you're kicking ass and taking names. That's incredible. It's actually really interesting, Darius, because, you know, as I said to you before, it was just only an idea for content on LinkedIn. And that was back in January. And, you know, four pages turned into six, into eight. Now it's 40 plus pages, you know. So, and it's just, and it's really funny because so many people, you know, uh, email me and they're like, can I be on the front cover of the magazine? Um, People have it printed and framed you know so and and last week somebody said you know you are the Forbes authority magazine is the Forbes of LinkedIn and I thought that was a perfect description of it so it's awesome I, 
I love it. I love it. And so I was angling before the show. She's like, Mary's like, you know, you could be on the cover. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, we, let's make that happen. Do you want, I mean, I should probably wear a shirt. I mean, I haven't worked out enough to probably be a shirtless, but, but yeah, no, I, I think that's so cool what you're doing. And it's funny when we were talking earlier before the show, you were talking about how the, the requirements to be either part of your coaching or on the, or on the magazine is this idea around the 10,000 hours that Malcolm Gladwell prerequisite around expertise. Do you mind like talking a little bit about that? Absolutely, Darius. And, you know, I'm so passionate about this. Um, And because I think that personal branding has become so cliche, you know, you have lots of different versions, lots of people uh, from different disciplines uh, talk about personal branding, which is brilliant. But then they kind of go into the, hey, this is how you do it. And this is what you need to know. And Whilst I think that there are so many aspects of personal branding that are the same old, same old, we get that. But realistically, for me, the people that I work with, if I can't help somebody commercialize their personal brand, then it's just another shiny object. Because what do you do with a personal brand if it can't be commercialized? Like, seriously, what is it? Is it, you know, just somebody making a whole heap of noise? Uh, on social media, uh, declaring that they're a self-proclaimed influencer. I don't work in that space. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in working with people who are specialists, who have accumulated 10, 15, 20, 30,000 hours of their specialization. And they want to take that, they want to digitalize it, and they want to be known for that. And that's the space that I work in. So it's quite strategic. Um, you know, where I'm helping these people create their own methodologies and their own systems, and that's what they get. That they become known for that. And these people are in the high ticket space, like they're selling their coaching and consulting services. You know, for ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, a hundred thousand dollars. So right. it's a whole different mindset. And so when you think of like, you know, that right now, especially, the, I do think there's kind of two schools of thought. And I, I was joking with someone about this. I said, you know, you have this analog and you have this digital world, right? Yeah. And, in the, and in the analog world, you have the people like you're talking about where if I'm not good at my job, like, like no one will hire me, <laughs> right? Because it comes through word of mouth. It comes through experience. It comes through me having done the work. So people are talking about me, right? Mm-hmm. And yet in the digital world, you have this whole thing around the digital guru. I mean, I, I, it's amazing to me because people, because you can kind of fake it really quickly, right? You can yeah. have a great website. You can have a bunch of content that you put out there fairly quickly. And all of a sudden, I'm an expert, right? And I see this like, and by the way, I'm the person that's like, I go to the LinkedIn profile. And I'm like, dude, you graduated high school two years ago. What the fuck do you mean you're an expert? Like, <laughs> like no joke. Like you just got your driver's license. You haven't, you're not even in the United States. You can't even legally drink beer. I know you're not an expert, you know? So when I see stuff like that, you know, I, I'm not easily fooled, but I think the average person is a little bit, you know, doesn't do that homework. And so everyone's an expert. I was joking with someone on the show. I said, oh, everyone's an entrepreneur these days. Everyone's a coach these days. Everyone's of this. Everyone's of that. So how do you sort through the noise or what's your ideology around sorting through the noise? Is, I mean, is that really what Authority 5.0 is all about? Is that, hey, look, I'm going to promote the people that are the real deal. Like, walk us through that a little bit. Exactly. You know, and I think that the, there's a key word that we need to pull out of exactly what you were just saying, and that's consistency and congruency. Actually, two words. Because when I'm looking at somebody, and especially in the space that I work in, you know, I get really deep on that individual's story. I'm really interested in the story. I'm interested in what part of their journey did this idea trigger that they were going to become the specialist or do what they're doing today? How did it get, how did they arrive at this destination? And the story gives us so many clues. And I'm not talking about a bio. I'm not talking about, you know, the, the bio on the website about me. I'm actually talking about the story. And you can typically pull out a lot of, golden nuggets out of the story you know and and truth so so and and i think this is what what happens to a lot of people darius i don't know if you've noticed but all the self-proclaimed influencers they actually change their title on linkedin almost on a weekly basis so their profile title changes all the time now that for me is a red flag immediately because it's like oh this is where everyone's going this is the hot flavor of the week i'm going to be there 
And then next week, I'm going to be there. And so I'm actually looking for consistency of that level. I'm doing my own background check on the individual. I'm Googling the person and I'm also asking the right questions. And I think that this is where we have to arrive back at that analog mindset. And that is to discern who is truth and who is not. But also we need to ask the right questions. So when people um, work with me and they go through this process, I ask them 24 questions that are very specific in order for me to say, yes, you're the right candidate for me or no, because I won't work with a person if they've read five books and now they're claiming to become an expert. I need to know how did you accumulate that minimum of 10,000 hours? Now, 99% of the people I work with have 20, 30, 40,000 hours of their specialization, like they're doctors, PhDs, like real serious. So when I compare that and the conversation you have with that type of person versus the person who is the what I call text pert, you know, they are always jumping. You can just see, you know, they're going from one to another. It's like uh, I don't really understand what it is that you actually do. And the key, the key is to ask somebody, what do you do? What do you do? But you have to tell me what you do in less than five words just less than five words. What is it that you do in less than five words? I promise you that most people will give you a 45-minute version of what they do, right? It's a very Uh, key point. Wait, so I want want you to test it on me. What What do you do, Darius? I help people become more engaged. Okay, that's a little bit, that's that's pretty good. But you got to shorten it down. Yeah, I would say, I would say like, well, I mean, there's a couple of things I do. I, I help people. I mean, I think that in my life, I help promote core values. I help, you know, bring core values to the forefront of people's lives. That's, that's, that's a big deal of what I do. I would say that I'm a highly conscious leader. You know, those are, there's different there things. You go. Do. That's yeah. what you do. You're a highly conscious leader. Correct. That's, that's actually perfect. You know, somebody asks me, I say, <clears throat> I commercialize personal brands. That's it. That's all I do. You know, and then, but I don't, that's, that's what I do. But I help coaches, consultants, and business owners. So they're two separate, but they're all in the same line. But if you ask them what I do, you you ask somebody next time and they will tell you the 45-minute version. And, and that's when I know that there's something not right. Interesting. So so I thought I thought we should like like you should ask me the first six questions you asked people. You want to do that? You want me to ask you? Yeah, yeah, I want yeah. you to ask me. Let's, well, let's I, I asked you the first one, which is. What is it that you do? So you answered that one. Are you clear on your core values? No. Me? No, I don't know if I am. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, about as clear as you can. Are you clear on your driver? Do you know why you want to do this? Uh, Why I want to do this or like what my core purpose is? No, well, your your driver, it's like most people say to me, hey, I want to become a coach. And I'm like, that's great. But why do you want to become a coach? What is driving you to do that? Yeah, I want to create one million core value-driven organizations. Well, there you go. You see, you're very, very clear on your. I'm just going to grab my my little questionnaire here, so I can ask yeah, you. Let's do it. Really let's do it. Been, when you said there was 24 questions, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm going to pound through these. I'm going to then ask you, uh, have you defined your persona? I think it's just authentically who I am. I think that uh, that I'm fine. I, I don't want I don't want to have to think about it. So I'm okay with the outside world seeing me as I am completely, which is beautiful, which is perfect the way you are. Have you defined uh, your story that is 100% com- uh, connected to your mission and your offer? I have it. Um, I have two versions. I have like the more like commercial version, and then I have like my TED Talk version, which mm-hmm. is a pretty very personal story. So um, yes, yeah, cool. I, I haven't written it out, but I mean, I've told it before. Like people have asked me, it, and I've told it a couple times. So I would and say I yes. call I call the uh, TED Talk. You know, your brand, like your actual brand. It's it's not even you. It's it's your brand signature talk. I don't even call it your story. It's more about your signature talk. It's it's what I would say. This is your hashtag talk. It's like what is it that you want people to specifically? Uh, you know, can how do you want people to connect with you? And there's the, the, that brand talk is is actually quite important. And to your point, it's all about you know it's all about the heart. 
Do you know what complex problem you can solve? Yes, definitely. I can show people how to operationalize their core values to create maximum impact in their lives and in their business. Beautiful. Oh my God, I love that. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and supply and demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through, but then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius from Shazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you. They've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stopped me from fully enjoying the little things in life, from canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of the sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now, and let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now, I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear uses directed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you defined your uh, branding guidelines? Um, can you cl- clarify what guidelines mean? Well, you know, in a corporation, everyone's got their branding guidelines, their look and feel. Oh, uh, yeah. All of that. Yeah, have you yeah, done hot, that? Hot pink, black, gray, and a little bit of white. Oh, you and I, we're, we're hot pink people. Wow. I mean, no wonder why. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, Love but, it. But, but that's that's my accent color black, gray, and black, gray. And like white, like a negative space. Those are the three. Those I, 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 I my favorite color is black. I mean, like that's like people are like black, black. I'm like, yeah, it's the best color. I love it. You need to move to Melbourne because everybody wears black here. <laughs> I would be, I would fit in in two seconds. You I, would I, just be like the perfect Melbourneian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, All right, I'm going to ask you one more. Do you have a methodology that takes your client from start to promise? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Like I have a full, baked, fully baked framework around how do you go from like not having any idea of what you're doing to fully scaling your your life with core values. Yeah, 
Yeah. Beautiful. Well, there you go. There's like seven. I just gave you seven. Oh, perfect. No, yeah, no. I, you know, it's funny. I, I, while you were talking, I, I, I was like, I'm like, how many hours does an average person work in a year? So I said, oh, you know, they work eight hours a day. There's 220 work days in a year. So they're working 1,760 work days in a year. I'm yeah. like, ah, I'm like, dude, I work eight hours in my sleep. Yeah. I work like, I'm like, I'm like a 60 hour a week type of guy. So I'm like 2640. I'm like, I'm oh, 20 years deep on this stuff. And probably a, a, a realistically of, of actually doing the core value work. I'm, I'm probably 10 years, like fully, fully where I'm fully committed to doing this stuff full time. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm easy a 30,000 person person. On this. There so, you go. Yeah, See? So you're the real deal. So you, you, you must be on, on authority magazine. You must. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I, I learned when I wrote my book, they said, you know, there's a difference between a writer and an author. An author is an authority. And I said, oh, I, did, I never realized it was derived from the word authority. And I said, oh, cool. Well, yeah, no, I, if there's one thing I'm an authority on, it's, I said, I always joke. I said, there's three things in this world I'm an expert at. Core values. How do you scale a business from zero to a thousand people and mortgage banking? And I just uh, retired from mortgage banking. So that leaves me about a third, a third of my capacity to go become an expert at something else. Exactly. Well, just, so, just specialize in values because that, that's a big deal. I'm all in on values, like to the Absolutely. point where like, I'll send you my book. And when you read it, you'll see like, like, it's funny because I meet a lot of people who are really, really into values and that, you know, to the point where they're a little bit arrogant about it. And we'll get into a conversation. I'm like, just read my book. And they read my book. And I swear to God, I'm 10 for 10 on this. They're like, you know, I really thought I was really into values, but like, you're making me look stupid. And I'm like, it's, and I'm like, I'm not trying to do that. I, I just said, I said, Hi, listen, there's a thing when you know you're obnoxiously obsessed with something, you, you know, it, like, I'm like, I don't know how you could be more into it than I was. I just, you know, I still am. So let me Absolutely. ask you, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What are you an authority on? Okay, so I have three loves of my life that I've merged together, which is personal branding, which I've been obsessed with for 20 years, uh, digitization of knowledge, so I've been doing that since 2005, and sales, so which has been my whole career. So when I merge those three things together, my specialization is strictly commercializing humans that have an expertise. So that's why I call it personal branding because personal branding to me is you are the business. You, the human being, is becomes the business. And that's why I'm commercializing personal brands. That word commercializing is such an important word for the work that I do. How did you get into that? Like, like I mean, like when you were a little girl, I doubt you were like saying, I'm going to go commercialize humans. No, what, what, no. what got you into this? Well, when I was a little girl, from the age of four till about 18, my voice is professionally trained. So when you started singing karaoke this morning, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> how did I do? do it, it was, you were awesome. Am, but, I, am I good? Am I solid? You were stunning, stunning. Like I'd you know, sign you up tomorrow. No problem. Can I be your agent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need one. I need one you know. I'll commercialize you, no problem. But Darius, the thing is that... Uh, my driver, um, actually, I know this sounds so cliche, but it's so personal, is actually to fulfill dreams. It's actually a really important aspect in my story because when I was growing up and I had professional uh, singing uh, tuition and like full-on voice training, my parents thought it was a hobby. They didn't realize that that was my dream, you know, to actually be on the stage, to sing, you know, it was just such a big part of who I was. So they did and my my both of my parents are European from and they're both migrants. So when they migrated to this to this country and had children, in their mind they're thinking, I don't want my kids to go through the war war that we went through. So that's why we migrated our country to come here. So we want our kids to go to university, be doctors and lawyers, and then they're set for life. That's the mentality. So when I told my parents that I'm going to the college of the Victorian College of Arts to pursue a career in um, performing arts. That was like, are you kidding me? That is never going to happen. So, and my mum was like, you are going to university and you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or an architect. That was the choice. All and right. so I ended up going to university to study psychology, which I absolutely hated. 
And I only hated psychology because it wasn't what I wanted to do. It was against my natural state of being. That was not who I was ever. So that was an unfulfilled dream that became, that turned me into a very, very bitter, angry, lost person in my 20s. Like I was super lost. And um, it wasn't until my mid-30s that I started my own company and I thought I was doing the right thing, which was a digital agency. We specialise exclusively in building uh, membership systems for the academic sector, which I did super well. I started from nothing, grew that into a seven-figure business, and here I am still plodding along but still confused, Darius. I didn't realise that I was confused, by the way. I just thought I was just this keeping up with the Joneses. The facade looked amazing. You know, everyone thought I was this success story, but inside I was actually dying. It wasn't until I had my second child that my life completely changed. And that's when I literally, literally three hours after he was born, I knew that I would never go back to the company that I created. I knew that I would change my life. I knew that things had to change because in that very split second of a moment, I had the greatest epiphany of my life. And that was that everything that I had done from that moment where my parents said, no, you cannot uh, become a singer or pursue that, that type of career. Until that moment when I had the epiphany, I realized that my whole life had been a series of labels, good daughter, wife now a mother, friend, businesswoman, you know, a managing director, you know, like a CMO, sales, I mean, everything. And I just had this meltdown and realized that that is not, everything that has a label is actually not who I am. I knew in that moment that there was something much deeper. And then, um, so to cut a long story short, I ended up um, resigning from my own company, we ended up merging it with another with another company. Um, I stayed in the business for a couple of months, and then I took twelve months sabbatical off. But when I say twelve months, I literally locked myself outside from the outside world. I did not want to see anyone. I let go of all my friendships. I got rid of credit cards. I didn't go shopping. Nothing. I wasn't interested. All I was interested in is in finding Mary. So I got myself, three mentors, amazing people who would end up changing the trajectory of my whole life. And um, one of them uh, was a professor in philosophy at Oxford University. And he would be the guy that would just open Mary up and say, let's go inside. And I remember his words to me on on day one was, Mary, this is not Girl Scouts. Are you ready? I said, I've never been more ready. 12 months later, in that process though, you know, 12 months later, I was on my path. But in that process, what he did for me is he opened me up into this concept called freehand writing. And we went through this whole process. It was actually quite incredible where he introduced a lot of very ancient Kabbalistic principles into our conversation. And it was just gorgeous. But what happened, Darius, is as I was writing in the way that he wanted me to write, I actually came face to face with a couple of things. Number one, that my gift is not singing. My gift is my voice. My talent was to sing, but it didn't mean that I lost my gift. I had my gift, which was my voice. I just had to find a different way to channel that. So that was the first thing. The second thing is that as I was writing, I could actually start to see patterns of my life unfolding. Hey, I was happy when I was like this. I was sad when I was like this. So suddenly I started to see traits. I started to see these human being that I was unpacking and reverse engineering that there were aspects of me that I loved, there were aspects of me that I didn't like. And what I realized is that the, the, the version of me I didn't like was the version of me that was pushing uphill. It was not my natural state of being. So when I looked at everything about Mary that was natural, I realized that I was really, really good at unpacking people and converting people into the best version of themselves. I was really good at creating uh, digital assets and I was really good at sales. These three things make me light up. So I said to my mentor, if I could merge these together, I wonder if I could solve a problem. 
And in, of course, and I knew in that moment that I would, I just had this, like, it wasn't even an idea. It was what I was meant to be doing. All this pain in all these years got me to that point. And so now I use my voice differently. Obviously, I'm on interviews. I've got a YouTube channel. I'm on LinkedIn. I do video. That's my stage. So I get to use this voice to share ideas and knowledge, even my magazine. You know, even though it's not a voice, it's a channel. It's, it allows me to talk to you, Darius, and say, Darius, I want you to be on my front cover of my magazine. I want to put the light on you because I know how important that is to a human being. We are all rock stars. And I want to pull that out and I want to give you a platform so that it helps you fulfill your dream. So you see how my story all kind of connects together? And that's why, um, you know, this idea around what I do today is not a vocation. It's just what I do because it's my natural state. I just know how to do it blindfolded. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's funny. Like we have so much in common. So my when I was in college, I I was I uh, my freshman year of college. So my parents, um, your parents are immigrants from Europe. You said where in Europe are the immigrants from? So my dad's from Greece, and my mother's from the former Yugoslavia. Okay, so my father was an immigrant from Iran to the United States, and my mother is the daughter of an Italian immigrant. And <laughs> and so so I'm half Italian and half Persian. Which and they and I jokingly say that the really? Italians are the Persians of, or I'm sorry, the Persians are the Italians of the Middle East. So. Yes. Um, <laughs> Like, like, like there's like an old joke that like Persian guys would lie and tell girls that they're Italian because they're kind of like, you know, olive colored skin. They wear black jackets. They slick their hair back. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> they wear a lot of gold chains and stuff. Yeah. My sort of guy. My sort of guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tall, dark and handsome. And so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, when I so my dad though was business was a business guy entrepreneur and my mom was a, a she's a social worker but she did therapy with people and um and so when I went to college now let me back up when I was in high school I was you know a great student I was like a captain of my wrestling team I was president of my school I was like all the things you checked all the boxes right like I was a leader and all that stuff and I was actually in in, in dramatic arts I did I did one play and I always loved doing drama like that was like my favorite absolutely. So when I got to college, I took a I took a couple of dramatic art classes and I was like fell in love. And I told my parents, I said, I'm gonna, I wanna major in drama. And my parents were like, if you major in drama, we will not pay for you to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> so like they basically told me no, right? Exactly. <laughs> and so I so I was taking business classes at the same time. So I said, Well, I guess I don't oh, get to take God. drama classes. And, I, and and like it was kind of a bummer, right? Because I because I did the business classes. I was, you know, like I get B's and A's, but like I didn't enjoy it. But the drama class, I didn't even have to try. I would get like an A plus <laughs> because it was like I got to perform and I'm a, I love performing. And so anyhow, in my mind, I kind of did the same thing like what you did, right? So I, didn't, I, I was this like dream I never fulfilled of I wanted to be an actor and I wanted to be a comedian and all these things. And I know I, I have a 10 year old, that kid's an, he's been in like 25 improvisation classes already. And my friend who saw me, who was actually in an improvisation class with me 20 years ago said, Oh, he's, is he fulfilling your comedic dreams? And I, and I said, I said, you know, maybe, but, um, so what's funny is I had a similar situation happen to me that you said happened to you and that I had this like situation where I, I was CEO of this company I'd grown it with my business partners from a very small company called 30 employees to a thousand employees at one point. I was the CEO of that company and I walked away. I stepped down and I, and I mean, by choice, I said, I'm done and I left and this is in November. And then I went abroad. I went to the Southeast Asia and then I came home and I said, let's go. I want to take a sabbatical year and then COVID hit. So I've just locked myself in my house. So I'm in, I'm in that I'm nine months into that right now. And like yourself, one of the things that's been birthed out of that for me is the show, which is for me, like you're representing authority and mine is about representing people that have followed their passions to create greatness in the world, which was actually born out of a thing I did eight years ago. I did a TED event, TEDx in San Francisco, which was called TEDx Golden Gate Park. And it was, the theme was the pursuit of passion. And I brought in all these people and it was the first time in my life, I told someone this, it was the first time in my life I felt self-actualized. Wow. Um, 
and, and then I, and then the next year, my second son was born. I did the event again. I started the business that I, I just left. This is in 2013. And I mean, my son was born September or July 30th. The event was like, I don't know, September something. And I started the company July 15th. So like within 90 days, like I, I was way in over my head. And so I, my business partners were like, you can't do both, man. And so I, yeah. I, so I put it aside and I, and I ignored it and I tried representing it through the business. But at the end of the day, I did. I mean, I wrote this book about it and I did these cool things in the business, but, but it was kind of like squeezing it in, you know, there's a difference between squeezing it in and doing it because you're like in your flow and it's just everything that you're all about. And money makes the medicine go down. You know, for me, I was able to do really well financially doing it. So for me, it, it, and I had lied, by the way, Mary, I had lied to myself for 20 years on that one. Yeah. Yep. 20 years of, of oh, like, uh, I'm doing this because I'm going to make enough money until some point I'm going to go do what I love. Yep. And, and it's not that I hated the process. I never loved the process, but I never really enjoyed the destination when I get there. The goal would just change to a bigger goal, you know? Yeah, I hear you. I know I relate to you 100%. I know exactly where you're going. Yeah, And I think that we have to, sometimes you've got to go through that. I mean, you know, I, I am so grateful for my corporate life because my corporate life really taught me about the power of systems, you know, like discipline. There's a lot of discipline, um, you, know, where, you know, when we work in a corporation, you know, generally speaking, we're, we're obedient, you know, we're already trained to become obedient from the school system. But when you go into a corporate, in, in the corporate landscape, you know, you are taught discipline and obedience. And I love the discipline side of it. I'm not a disciplined person in the sense that I don't follow the norm. You know, I do challenge the status quo all the time, but I am a grounded person. You know, I do follow, you know, my own, very strong on my values. You know, I know exactly who I want to work with, who I don't want to work with. You know, so there's a real discipline around that. It takes a lot of courage as well, Darius, to say no to people. You know, when you just are very clear on who you, you absolutely know you can help this person but you also know you absolutely know you cannot help this person. And I think that, you know, when, you're, when you come from a corporate back, background, you know, that discipline I think is really important when you step into the entrepreneurial journey because it is not a get-rich-quick scheme overnight, the entrepreneurial journey, right? It's a long, long process. I've been on this journey for 15 years. It doesn't get easier. You're still hustling every day. You're still looking for ideas. You know, I'm still... Uh, investing in coaches, upskilling myself constantly. So it doesn't get easier. It actually gets, you know, um, I think you just become very clear on who you are. You start, you just become more clear each day that this is me. This is who I want to be surrounded with. This is my circle of influence. I don't want to be friends with everyone. I just want to be, you know, I want a very tight circle of influence. And that comes with maturity. You know, as you mature, you understand the power of that. There's a lot of things that, you know, you, you, you bring to the table, I think. Are you guys enjoying the show so far? Darius here. And by now you might know that I'm passionate about a few things. Pizza, pink unicorns, core values, and down dirty, interesting conversation with some amazing people. However, the biggest one that I've spent most of my career on is entrepreneurship and scale. You see, look, my first few years in business, I spent like probably a good five years of my life getting my freaking teeth kicked. I mean, really getting crushed. And I learned a lot during that time period. So I spent the greater part of the last couple of years helping entrepreneurs scale their businesses in a meaningful way without going through the same growing pains that I did. And what I realized is that CEOs and business leaders don't know if they can scale and thus they do the right thing at the wrong times. This causes them to lose clarity, lose momentum, alignment, and the bottom line is you lose money. And look, you don't have to do that. It's why I created what I call the scalability assessment, and you can access it 100% for free. That's right, guys. There are perks to listening to The Greatness Machine. All you have to do is go to DariusScale.com. That's D-A-R-I-U-S scale, S-C-A-L-E.com. And there, you can check to see if your business is set up to scale properly. It's going to give you a scalability score at the end, and it's also going to give you some clarity on what you can do next. Once again, guys, that's www.itsdariusscale.com. Once again, guys, it's dariusscale.com. And now back to the show. Well, 
one of the things that um, I've been doing with, because I'm launching my book September 15th. So I've been reaching out and you reminded me of this right now. So I've been reaching out to different podcasts because I want to talk about the book. And one of the guys I reached out to, I said, oh, I'd love to talk. Like, you know, I'm trying to tease people to get, you know, their interests. And I'm, and I'm, a, and I like sales. Like you like sales, I like sales. So I realized there's a bit of a lure to sales. I, I got to like get them interested. Right. <laughs> and, and so, and so I said, I, you know, three of the things I'll talk about a, B, and then C was like, I'll teach your audience all around, all about my for, fulfillment formula. Right. And, and my fulfillment formula, the reason I bring this up is that, um, and so I said, it's ST plus C, uh, CV divided by MEDS. And what that stands for, and so this guy, writes, this guy writes me back, he's a commander in, the, mil, in the, the United States military, and he says, you know, this sounds really interesting, but you have me completely intrigued about your fulfillment formula. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> what does it mean? That's a great idea. That's actually a really good idea. I love it. <laughs> and I said, it means strengths plus core values divided by awareness. And I define awareness as meditation, exercise, diet, and sleep. And so I, I like to swim. And so I was, th I was thinking about it more and I thought, you know, I, I do really believe that that is the formulas for success and for fulfillment is that, am I working and living in my strengths? You talked about this a moment ago about how you figured out what your strengths were. If I add those with my core values, how alive and well are my core values, right? Am I, am I actually like in alignment with my strengths and my core values? I add those together. And then it's how, what percentage of my awareness is going towards those? Is it yeah, a exactly. high percentage or a low percentage? Am I, am I actually doing it or not doing it? And then I joked with someone, I said, I put an exponential if, if your purpose is aligned as well, you know, but, but, but which I, I think if you're in your values and in your strengths and you have a clarity around what your purpose is and you're doing it with awareness that you feel fulfilled. So my question for you, you've, you've said what your strengths are. My question for you is what are your values and what types of practices do you do around your awareness. Clearly you took a year off to work with coaches and mentors and whatnot, but on the daily, on the daily, what are you doing? Yeah. A, what are your values? And B, what do you do to maintain your awareness? Okay. That, that is such a critical question, you know, and I think that asking that question and allowing me to uh, answer that, I just hope that I can inspire other people. My values are truth and freedom. And they're personal and they are really, really, really important to me because they set the benchmark for who I work with. They're, that's what I look at when I'm talking to somebody and if they're not aligned with my values and vice versa, I can't work with that person. I'm, and I, I, I can tell in the first five minutes if we're aligned just by the words that they use, their demeanor, whole heap of things. But truth and value are right up there. If you have a look at my content on social media, it all comes back to those two values. You know, is my post going to uh, provoke somebody's paradigm? Because I want to show people that potentially you're, there's another way of thinking. There's another way of seeing. My ultimate goal is to increase my cognition levels. That's my goal. That's what I aim for every single day. So for me to do that, means that I don't watch TV. We don't have a TV in our house. Like we, I just have no interest in watching any form of uh, media, mm -hmm. uh, mainstream media, because I think it poisons the mind, number one. Number two is that in that 12-month sabbatical, one of the other mentors that I had was an expert in the emotional body. And then I also went to Quantum University in that 12 months as well in Hawaii. It was, it was, all, it was all online. But the emotional body mentor that I had, he was outstanding. And what I learned in that 12-month process is not what I see in the mirror. This is Mary the body. I had to go beyond the body and understand who am I at my core? Because if at my core I have gifts and talents and values and strengths and whatever, but where does that come from? Like, what, what is this body? What's inside? What goes on inside? How do I go beyond what I believe I am? And so for me, this unpacking process of understanding who Mary is at a cellular level, at a cellular level, who am I as a 50 to 70 trillion 
cells that makes up Mary Henderson. What does that actually look like? And so when you can understand what that means to you as an individual and the power of that, plus understanding the role that your heart plays, the brain, most importantly, our beautiful mind, when you can start to unpack and understand the role that all of that plays, your life takes on a very, very different path. You know, and this is not woo-woo. It's just that I read about those things. Every single day I journal. Every day I do prayer in my own form. You know, I do uh, things like uh, incantations of, you know, words and things that mean that have meaning to me. But the journaling for me is a critical part of my day. And the only way I can describe it to you It's like I'm having a conversation with my subjective self, my spirit self, and I'm asking questions that I don't have answers to. Always, always. I don't ask the Simon Sinek why. I ask how. I don't care about why. I already know why. It's the how that we should be asking. That's where the power is. Because when you can say, how do I do it? How do I get there? How do I, how do I? Something amazing lights up. Suddenly, you have almost like this, it's a goal in motion. Your brain kicks in. The heart gets excited. The spirit's starting to look for answers. And suddenly, you start getting downloads. So I don't watch TV, but I read a lot of books on very specific subject matters because I want to get to know myself so intimately that nobody can break me. When you start reading about things of that nature, then you start questioning the society you live in, the world that we live in. How does it work? So, you know, with all this COVID thing, for example, everyone's rushing, everyone's following the rules that we've been given. No problem. I don't want to challenge government. I'm good with that. But it's just that I also can see beyond that. I can see exactly what's happening. I can read in between the lines, you know, and, and I'm curious about that. What is really going on? What is it that they're, what's, where's the destination that they're taking us? So I question everything. I read things in the law that I'm interested in of what is going on in the law right now. What's changing behind the scenes that we're not being told? What's really going on? What's the real agenda? So for me, advancing my cognition levels every day is my priority. And I ask myself that question at the end of every night. Did I grow today? Did I learn today? Did I have fun today? Did I build relationships today? They're the questions that I'm interested in asking myself on a day-to-day basis. I run my whole family, my whole household like this. So the way you see me right now is exactly the same that I am in my home. Why? Because I want my children to have full permission to also be curious, to also ask these really big questions and not be afraid of it. Oh, I love all that. You just gave me goosebumps. Thank you. Seriously, that was so cool. Um, you also reminded me of like the way Americans are about COVID. <laughs> oh, it's like, the same here. Like, oh my God. Well, here 50% think it's a hoax, you know? No, I mean, like to the point where they won't wear masks and where they're doing stupid shit. And, and I do think that there needs to be a healthy inquisitiveness around yeah. certain behavior. But, um, but it's funny, like, I mean, it's scary here. Like, and I'm and I'm kind of in the middle. I'm I'm a believer that that to your point that some of this makes sense. Some we should have a healthy skepticism of his people in yes. positions of authority because that keeps them in check. There's a check yep. and balance when we do that. But but not to the point of conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Because then now you're like, I mean. If that, if it, maybe, maybe those are true, maybe not, but, but my, I'm kind of a data person. So I'm like, show me the data, you know, show me, exactly. show, show me your facts. I want to see the facts and I want to see where the facts came from. Um, common sense. Just, we just need to use our common sense. It's right. all I say to my children every day. Just have common sense. You can ask the right question. If something doesn't make sense, there's something wrong, right? right. So just use your common sense. And that, we've lost that, Darius. People have lost common sense. That We've got to come back to that. When we can start using our common sense and start to actually become inquisitive, do our own research, you know, become informed. Don't watch the media as your form of information. 
go and buy a book from a specialist who actually special who has spent the last 30 years in their PhD on, you know, an area that you're interested in and learn it. Right. So let me ask you a question. So first of all, you, you know, a lot of the things you just talked about obviously represent your beliefs. And 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 I love the answer around awareness because it, it was a little bit of a, you know, some people might have answered, oh, you know, I have a meditation practice and it sounds like you have a journaling practice. And then you have a deep inquisitiveness around everything that happens around you. And a lot of like looking back to make sure that like things are what you think they are, right? Or at least yes. there's this high questioning around it. So yes. um, I would argue you probably have more core values than just two um, that are- that I are, do. And that they're are, my top two. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. I, I bet you in your top five curiosities up there. Yeah. Totally, that's, my, totally. that's my number four core value. So I'd be curious to hear that. Um, one of the things, so I, I, you wouldn't know this, but I met Simon Sinek a couple of times. I met him before he was famous, actually. I, I did a workshop with him in 2009 before he did his talk and before he wrote his book. And there's 40 of us. And I did my why with him. And Simon's a smart guy. Actually, the woman that owns all the IP around his why is coming on the show on Tuesday. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Fran Bitterman. Uh, she's a friend. And yeah, if you're interested, you can watch it because she does a lot of work around values. So my belief is that the values can be your how is that they are the how. And then there's a layer below that, which is the tactical game plan around like making them come to life. So this episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. My question for you, and this is something, I have two questions. One is really practical around your business, and one is going back to your personal. I want you to answer the personal one first, and then we'll go to your business. Yeah. The personal one is what I found in my discovery of myself is that I'm very high integrity as far as how I interact with the world. Yeah. But with myself, I found that I'm an absolute liar. Like I lie to myself to protect myself mm-hmm. and it took a lot and it was something it took four, 40 plus years for me to realize, because especially if you consider yourself an overly transparent person, an overly honest person to then learn that you are actually super manipulative with yourself to get what you want, like to motivate yourself, to scare yourself, yeah. to whatever those things are. Yeah. So my question for you is when you have this moment where you kind of like let it all go and you have this introspective moment, did you have any of those situations? And if you did, if you didn't, fantastic. But if you did, what sort of things did you do to try to like unwind that or figure it, figure yourself out? This is actually um, interesting because when I was in that 12 month sabbatical, okay, one thing that I did and it was really confronting and really hard, but I wanted to go there. I was actually prepared to face my demons even no matter how painful it was I just had to go there so what I did Darius this is really hardcore is that each time my husband and I had an argument or we disagreed or he would I would get upset or angry I would use that as an opportunity to write down what I was feeling in that moment he's making me angry why am I angry why am I angry? What is going on inside me that's triggering this emotion? Mm-hmm. Do you realize that I did that almost every night for a whole year and it was unbelievable because what it allowed me to do is, number one, I had to confront it. That's hard, okay? And I not only confront it, but I had to own up to it. And I would say to my husband often, you know, thank you so much for showing in me that I have to deal with anger. Thank you. Thank you. And he would be like, she's lost the plot. But honestly, I, 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 I didn't. I didn't. I still do this exercise today because I know the power of it. So number one, I had to confront it. Number two, I could declare it. I declared it. I am angry. And when you declare the truth, there's actually nowhere else to go. That's it. I've spoken the words of truth. That's the truth. I am not happy. I am angry. 
I am sad. I am whatever, right? So I would constantly own up to the emotional state or the the emotion that was being triggered in that moment. And I took that as an opportunity to make sure that I work towards becoming the version of me that I wanted to be. Now, am I a working progress? Hell yeah. And right. thank God I am because there's stuff that comes up every day. Do I confront it like that every day? No. But what I do do, and this is my little ritual, is that at the end of the day or at the start of the day, depending on how I feel, that journal is right beside me. It doesn't leave. And so I will write in that journal the first lines, how do I feel right now? How do I feel right now? I'm excited. I had the best day. I'm sad, you know, whatever. So, and then I unpack that. Why am I sad? When was the first time? This is this is my process. When was the first time that you felt like this? And, and I try and go back. Oh, I remember when I was 12 and did it happen. So I write it down. How would you like to feel right now? I want to be happy. I want to be stable. I want to be peaceful. When was the first time you felt peaceful? Oh, I remember, blah, blah, blah. So now I've got this journal and I've actually unpacked from where I am to where I want to be. And at the end of that 10, 15 minute of writing, I've declared the truth. That's my goal. It's to be able to declare the truth all the time. And it's hard, but it's a, as I said, I'm a working progress because I'm human and I'm okay with that. So I'm not perfect. It's just that I have a ritual that helps me get to that version of me. Oh, I love that's such a cool tool. I, I you know, I did something similar. Um, I worked with a cognitive behavioral therapist. His name is Matt May, and he's a, he's out of Stanford here in Cal, in California when I lived in California. And one of the things he did, which is to kind of you know, it's a little different than what you're talking about. You basically took ownership of your feelings, right? Which is CBD. They do that, um, or CBT, excuse me. And so. Um, one of the things he would do is he'd say, write down every single thing that if you have, my, mine is more, you, you sounds like anger was something you were working through. I, mine was anxiety. I was working through anxiety. And so he would have me write down every single, I would, I would get an hour a day. I could write down anything I'm anxious about yeah. and I would keep track of it. So I had a counter on my phone. Every time I had a ping of anxiety, I'd ping it. And then I'd go and write what's making me anxious. Like, what do I think is going to happen? So I did this for a year. Wow. I wrote down every single thing I kept. You know, some days better than others. And I didn't write down a solution. I just wanted to keep track of the things that made me anxious. And and I did this actually five years ago and I did it again last year when I was dealing with some anxiety. You know, I don't know how many of those things, and I'm, I'm telling you, there's hundreds of things. You know how many, how many of them came true? Guess how many? None? Cool. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Exactly. Zero. I mean, I mean I, my brain, and I was like, it's a, said, concept. it's a concept. <laughs> I said, I, I actually said, I said, fuck you to myself. <laughs> I was super self-aggressive about it. I said, that was actually the moment where I realized I had this liar inside of me that just like lies. I love me, it. You know? And I was like, man, this guy just tortures me. And so, so yeah. now I make, I made amends. I said, all right, man, what's up? Oh. You know, I know you're here. Like, what are you going to lie to me? So now, funny. so what I'm doing now, which is interesting, I was talking about this on a previous show. When my liar Darius shows up, I just, I lean into it. I go, all right, man, if you're making me scared, it means I should be doing it. It means, Absolutely. It, it, means it matters, you know? Well, so. well, we have to actually, well, this is actually an important point because, you know, the ego will make us believe that we're losers, that we're nobody, you know, that we're not good enough, all this shit that, you know, that just comes into play. But we have to learn how to work with that. And that's why I'm saying that when you understand who you are beyond a body and you understand how all these different aspects of you actually work, then you understand also you have enough knowledge to understand how the ego starts to slowly creep in and put that self down in you. And I'm like you, whenever I hear the ego, whenever the ego decides to, you know, step in and play macho, macho Mary, I'm just like, get lost. Like, just go away. I'm not interested. You know, and it's just, it's as simple as that. Like, literally, I have that conversation, like, get lost, not interested. See you later. Yeah. And, and I think that we have to go there. We've, we really need to understand what, what am I? at a cell what am i at a cell and that's where the that's where the work starts uh, that's amazing macho mary i love macho mary 
Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm going to name Darius. He'll, 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 Scariest is when I drink too much, so he doesn't get that name. But um, <laughs> so, so let me ask you a question. Um, we got time here for just one more question, and then we'll get wrapped yeah. up. But, but so in a world of of fake gurus and you mm-hmm. know the high school graduates who are now the entrepreneurial geniuses, <laughs> all these <laughs> digital marketing gurus who have never done anything in their lives. On the other side of that are people that truly have spent their lives learning and becoming experts. And so for you doing what you do around personal branding, I, I got to imagine you you find people that are like, well, I want to maybe not be famous, but I want to be like known digitally as I've known in, an, in the analog world. How do you approach that as an expert in this area? Well, you know, I mean, that's 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 the space I'm in. I mean, a lot of the guys that I work with have already, I mean, I'm working with a guy at the moment who's 60, who's a uh, tax-like guru. When I say tax guru, here we have our goods and services tax, you know, and he is the guy behind that. He's the designer of that. You know, he was a part of the team that does, that created the law around that. So he's very, very, very well known in those circles, you know, the big professional uh, services companies like the Deloitte's, the PwC's, he's like the man, you know, he's got a, he's got his own uh, car park at our tax office. So he's like, he literally is God in the tax department, but he's analog. So now we're working at how we can convert that into a, into the digital version of him. And he wants that. And the reason he wants that, and most people I work with is because that's where they see the opportunity. But what they're really doing, Darius, and this is the space that I'm in, what I educate people is that when you have 20, 30, 40, 50 years of experience in that one specialization, like tax, for example, it just makes sense that when you digitalize it, you're also creating a model and a methodology around it. Because when you can do that and support that with frameworks, then you can empower other people to do what you do. So you're always passing the baton. You know, in a race on the, in the Olympics, you're always bust at, but passing the baton or the baton, however you, yeah. everyone pronounces it differently. But do you understand that the whole notion of digitalizing your knowledge is the legacy? That's what you're leaving behind. Because when you're digital, it never leaves. It's there forever. And so it's the footprint that you leave behind in the digital world because we are in the digital world. And that's a really important, it's a mind shift that these guys go through. It's like, oh, my God, I, you're absolutely right. And people crave that knowledge because not everyone can afford to work with uh, Ken, for example. He's really, really expensive as a consultant. But now he's got this solution where he can actually sell it at an affordable price that lots of people can access it and also teach other accountants how to become tax specialists specifically in the area that he specializes in, not general tax, very specific on uh, goods and services. And, and I think that that's the space I like to play in because it packages people. They're still their normal, their natural state. Nothing's diverted. The only diversion is that now I'm taking what's in their head and I'm designing it as an entire methodology. And that, for me, is the power of a real personal brand, is that you, you, your legacy will live on. And that's my goal. Oh, I love that. Well, so we're at the top of the hour here. I know you've got to run. So I wanted to, um, first of all, I want you to stay on after the show for a few minutes, but um, just to wrap up. But um, one question, if you were to go into a time machine and go back 20 years and talk to your 10-year-old self, what, would you, what advice would you give yourself? Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> That's it. I love it. So, Mary, where can people find you? Um, where can they connect with you? Would you mind giving everyone those connections? So, LinkedIn is probably the best starting point, which is Mary Henderson Coaching with a pink circle around my photo. That's me. And my website, maryhendersoncoaching.com. So, Mary, I'm, a, I'm, I'm playing a person who's putting stuff in the notes. So, maryhendersoncoaching.com. Yeah, where folks can find you. We'll make sure I'll make sure I update that in the comments, and they can find you on LinkedIn, and and that's under uh, at Mary Henderson Coaching as well. You said correct, correct, correct. Perfect. We'll make sure we put those in the comments, um, guys. Thank you so much. We got a big week ahead of us. It was such a wonderful way to kick off the week. 
having Mary here. Uh, this Thanks, is such Jared. a beautiful talk. Thank you so much. I really Thank appreciate you. it. I appreciate uh, you too. Yeah, no, seriously. Guys, uh, check out Mary. She's got Authority 5.0, her magazine. I checked it out. It looks so cool. And I'm excited to, to try to weasel my way onto the cover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you are going to be on the cover, not weasel. You are. It's locked in. <laughs> Done. Done. It worked. Um, guys, follow us this week at The Real Darius M on Facebook. Uh, you can also go on my website, therealdarius.com, and sign up for all of our social. And please subscribe on our YouTube channel, uh, The Real Darius on YouTube. Guys, thank you so much. Have a great Sunday and uh, see you later. <laughs> you are listening to The Greatness Machine and that's a wrap for today. Guys, The Greatness Machine is all about two things. People who are living their passions and those who are creating greatness in the world. And we feature these messages and speakers so it can help you step into your greatness within your own life and your own business. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you're tuning in from. And leave us a review. We love getting reviews for the show. If the episode made you think of someone who is leveling up in their business and life, print screen it, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to learn from one another. You can also go to our website, www.thegreatnessmachine.com. That's www.thegreatnessmachine.com. And on there, you'll see special tools to help you scale your business faster, show notes for the episode to help you integrate the lessons, and you will also get links that came out during the show. So on there, look, you can also grab a copy of my book, The Core Value Equation, which is a resource for helping CEOs and business leaders establish core values from their teams that don't suck. And mind you, a lot of them suck. Get access to this and more at www.thegreatnessmachine.com. With that said, you guys, look, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We out of here. See you guys next time. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.